Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about fathers, character, and Kirk Franklin. Now, some of you may have heard of the latest controversy, again, plaguing the church as the visible church as we know it. We've talked about the last episode about the church having a black eye and all of the things that have come upon the church and things that have come out of the church that have really been a struggle, and they haven't really been a good view or a good thing for the church as the world watches the church, many bad things are happening as, as professing believers are falling one after another in the public light, and we're able to see this. So the latest this weekend was Kirk Franklin, a well-known gospel singer for many years now. I've been married to my wife now for almost 16 years, and I remember back when we were dating, she was listening to Kirk Franklin. I think Kirk Franklin's now 51 years old or so, and has a, a tremendous amount of songs that have been released and albums that have been released, and he's won awards and all types of things, and he's well-known in the gospel community. <clears throat> he's well-known as a, a Christian singer. But over the weekend, apparently he has an estranged son. They have a toxic relationship, and this son released an audio recording on Instagram of his father, Kirk Franklin, and he was speaking to his son in a way that really no Christian should ever speak to anyone, especially your own flesh and blood. Now, apparently things have happened in the past that have led to this relationship becoming toxic. I think that Kirk Franklin's son is 31, 32 years old, something like that. So Kirk, Kirk Franklin's son is an adult, and apparently this has been going on for years and years and years, dating back to when he was in the home as a, as a minor. So Apparently, there has been something happened in this family that has led to what was released over the weekend and the way that Kirk Franklin talked to his son. Now, I'm not going to play that audio for you because it's really, it's really awful, the words that Kirk Franklin used. As a matter of fact, he used very vulgar words, profanity, and he also took the Lord's name in vain, and it just seemed to roll right off his tongue, and he was yelling these things at his son, and and uh, eventually he said that he would break his son's neck. So it got me to think about our character as Christians, as fathers, and as we look at what has happened to Kirk Franklin and what he has done, how this all comes back down into a biblical perspective. Now, this is not me wanting to put Kirk Franklin on blast, but I think when these things go public like this, we have an ability, and I think we must learn from other people's mistakes lest we make them ourselves. Now, I guarantee you that many of us, even as professing believers, have probably at one time or another fallen and talked to somebody in a really negative way. Maybe we've cussed them out. Maybe we've said some things that we regretted later. And maybe we just said some words that were really very bad at the time and the thing is, many of us, if we've done that, we have repented of that sin, and we have turned from that sin, and we've moved forward. Now, Kirk Franklin did 
produce an apology, and we'll talk about that apology here in just a minute, because I think the apologies and the repentance, I think that they're two different things, and the apology that he put forth uh, doesn't do what it should have done in the first place, but we'll get there. Now, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Kirk Franklin and his son, whatever. You'll find it. You'll find the audio there, and it's pretty rough. I hated to hear it. Um, so it got me to thinking again about our uh, our lives as Christians, our lives as Christian fathers, our character, and why that matters. And uh, in light of all of this, so it really a, a passage of scripture that that it, it made me think of when I heard about this comes from. Matthew chapter 15, as Jesus is talking to the the Pharisees and the scribes, many of you probably know this passage, but he's going on to explain some things to the Pharisees and the scribes, and he says in Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 17, do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? Now, this is anatomy and physiology. This is what God has designed our bodies to do. Simple. We eat food goes through our stomach, we digest food. It comes out, right? So, I mean, that's just what Jesus is saying here. Then he goes on to say, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person, Jesus says. So when we think about this, and we think about the things that have come out in light of Kirk Franklin and things that come out in our own lives, we have to think that, yes, food passes through and is expelled. We know that. We get that. We're good with that. But what we also have to understand is what is in our hearts is going to come out of our mouth. It's going to come out in our actions, the things that we do, the places that we go, the things that we say, it's all going to be a reflection of our heart. And if we as professing believers don't spend time in the Word of God, we don't spend time in prayer, that we let pride and arrogance and all of these things well up inside of us, then we too could quickly and easily find ourselves saying and doing things like Kirk Franklin has said and done over this past weekend. Matter of fact, Many of us, whether it be speaking to our children in a way that Kirk Franklin did or looking at some of these other sins that Jesus talks about, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander, all of these things, any of these things that come from our heart when we are not properly aligned with the Lord, when we are not soaking up the Word of God, when we are not in constant prayer, this is where we'll find ourselves easily giving the enemy a foothold, we used to say, and even the Bible says, giving the enemy a foothold, and we find that war between the flesh and the spirit, the flesh begins to take over because we're not nurturing the spirit, and we have the spirit of God living inside of us as believers, so we should be reading our Bibles, we should be obedient to the word, we should be uh, in prayer, we should be in constant um, spurring one another along as believers, we should be sharpening one another. But when we fail to do that is when we find ourselves on the wrong side of where we need to be as Christians. Now, for Kirk Franklin, this has come out, and it just seemed to flow from his mouth very easily at a very high level. There's obviously been a, a very big strain on this relationship 
for quite some time now. And I, and I don't know the history. I don't know the backstory. I don't know any of those things. I, all I know is what came out over the weekend. And what came out over the weekend is not good at all, especially for somebody that's in the spotlight like Kirk Franklin that is a professing believer in the midst of Christian music, in this Christian world. And everybody is watching what is happening to people that profess to be Christians. And when one falls like this, it just gives, again, the church a black eye. It seems like recently it's one thing after another that it's not stopping, that it's one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing after another, and it continues to happen. And it continues to happen again because we are not doing what we are called to do as believers, number one. Number two, we are just professing believers without possessing faith in Christ. We're just Christian in name only, that we're not truly saved. There's only two things that can happen here is either we have gotten away from our Bibles, we've gotten away from prayer, we've gotten away from being obedient to the scriptures, and we are living a life of self-gratification and pleasure. Maybe pride and arrogance has welled up inside of us. Maybe we've turned our back on the the spirit that may be convicting us of sin, and we're, we're kind of doing our own thing as we don't spend time in the Word. Or we are not Christians at all. So many people on that day are going to say, on Judgment Day, are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do all of these things in your name? Didn't we sing? Didn't we tour for your great name? All of these things that anyone can come up with. Didn't we do X, Y, Z in your name? But then the Lord will say, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, for I never knew you. These people were Christian in name only, or people that thought they were saved, or thought they were going to be moral enough or good enough to get into heaven. And that's just not the case. You see, those that are truly Christians will truly possess faith in Christ, and faith is a gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 teaches us, it is by grace you are saved, through faith, and this is not of yourself. It's not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, so that no man may boast So the faith that we have in Christ will cause us to hate sin. It will cause us to wrestle with sin. It will cause us to want to be in the Word, to desire to be in the Word. And we will want to be convicted. And we will want to turn from that sin that we wrestle with when we are convicted. Now, I realize that a name like Kirk Franklin gets into the spotlight and All of these great things begin to happen to him. I'm sure money has come his way. Fame has come his way. A lot of great things in the world's standards have probably come his way over the years. So when these things happen, it's easy to get lost in what the world can give you. That's why it's important that we as believers must understand that Satan himself comes wrapped as an angel of light. He makes things look good. He makes things look like we need them or want them or got to have them. And when we do get them, it's fame, it's fortune, it's the lights, it's the glamour, it's all of these things that we think will make us happy and bring us pleasure. And then giving in to those things, which now I know that there's believers, let me say this, there's believers that are famous, they're, they're, they're people that have a big name, a big platform, and they still love Christ and are still obedient to his word. But if we give in to that, and that's what we seek, we want more of that. And I'm not saying this is Kirk Franklin at all, but something somewhere has disconnected. There is a disconnect 
in the way that he handled himself with his son and the way that we are called to be as Christians and not, not just Christians, Christian fathers and Christian men. So we can find ourselves getting into this spotlight and all the things that the world has to offer and we could slowly turn our backs on the things of God and stop being obedient to what scripture has called us to do. And that's when we find ourselves in grave danger. That's when we find ourselves doing things like came out over the weekend with Kirk Franklin. That's when we find ourselves in sin and we need to be held accountable, especially as Christian men, men with, that, that, that have children. Now, I can tell you from firsthand experience that I personally have been mean to my children. I've failed them at times. I've said things that I shouldn't have said, but I've gone to them on my knees in repentance I've had to ask them to forgive me. And if you've ever had to look your kid in the eye after hurting their feelings or, or causing them to be angry or doing things that the Scripture tells you not to, and you've had to look them in the eye and say, I am sorry, I have sinned, will you please forgive me? That is a humbling experience. It's one that I really didn't want to have to do a lot. And uh, even as parents, as, as fathers, we're not going to get it right all the time. We're going to fall. We're going to slip up. That's why we need to take scriptures like Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 into account and let it weigh heavy on us and who we are. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, it is okay to discipline your kids. It is okay to not spare the rod when you discipline your kids. The Bible says if you use the rod, he will surely not die right? I'm paraphrasing there. But it's okay to discipline your children. Even God disciplines those he loves and calls his own. Hebrews teaches us this. So it is okay as fathers to discipline, but we must not provoke our children to anger. I don't know what's going on in the life of Kirk Franklin and his son. I don't know what's happened in their family, but this has been a toxic relationship that seems like it has gone back years ago. And I don't know what has happened in this recent recording. The whole phone call wasn't released, just parts of it. And you could hear Kirk Franklin using words like mf -er, GD, uh, I'm going to break your neck, I'm going to stomp you, things like that. I, I, it, it was just hard to listen to, especially knowing that I myself have listened to Kirk Franklin in the past, years ago. Knowing that Kirk Franklin bears the name of Christian. Now, I'm... I'm, I'm sitting in front of this microphone, and I'm, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I am not perfect. I sin, I sin, I sin. Paul says that he's the chief of all sinners, and I look at this New Testament writing of Paul, and when he says this, that he's the chief of sinners, and I say, Paul, well, now I'm here, right? I'm giving you a run for your money on this chief of sinners thing. So I don't come on this microphone and behind this camera to pretend like I've got it all together, because I don't. I sin, I fall, I stumble, I've broken, broken people's hearts, I have frustrated people, I've had to ask forgiveness many times in my life. But I want to bring this to light here on this episode of the podcast so we, as men, as fathers, will know whatever we are doing right now matters in our family's life, especially in our kids' life. And listen... Women that are listening, potentially, you have a, an obligation as well. What you're doing in your life matters to your family and to your children. 
So we must all take what has happened and, and, and use this time to be reminded that any of us could fall into the sin anytime because none of us are perfect. I believe there's this idea of a slow fade sometimes. We fade into this sin and this deep sin without even really realizing it sometimes because we don't spend the time we need to be spending in God's word or in prayer. So we find ourselves in this slow downward spiral or the slow fade of sin until we get right in the middle of it and things blow up like they did this past weekend with Kirk Franklin. We have to be careful We have to be reminded of things like this, that it could happen to any of us. So when we read things like, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Mothers, I would say the same thing for you too. Do not provoke your children to anger. It's very important that we nurture our children, that we love our children, that we care for our children. And fathers, we need to be pouring the gospel into their lives. We need to be reading the Bible. We need to be teaching them catechisms. We need to be teaching them the gospel. We need to be pouring the Bible into their lives. Because if we don't do it, somebody else will. And if we're busy pouring our life into theirs from the word of God, then there's less likely of a chance that that relationship will grow as strange and toxic as the Franklins seems to have grown. But we have to be careful that we stay in the word, that we live by the word so that we can teach the word to our kids and model it for them by the life that we live. Now, I'm a father of four children. I've been married almost 16 years now. They have seen me at my worst. They have seen me angry. They have seen me frustrated. They have seen me sad. They have seen me happy. They have seen me every range of emotion They've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And sometimes for us fathers, it's very difficult for us when we think about leading our families by the word of God through his word because they've seen the worst in us. They've heard the worst in us. But that doesn't mean that we get somehow this magical pass or that God is granting us some sort of favor and allowing us not to lead our families. Yes, our families have seen us at our worst because we are most vulnerable with the ones that we love the dearest. But that does not mean that we should be people that neglect leading them by the word of God. That doesn't mean that we neglect family worship. We have to continue to do what God has called us to do because what he has called us to do matters. It's for our growth. It's for sanctification. It's for obedience that leads to the sanctification. And leading our children in the ways of God and raising them up and training them up through the word of God will help in so many ways, especially in our relationships with them. Yes, they've seen you at your worst. But that does not matter. You ask for forgiveness, you get in front of their face, and you repent. Which leads me, as we begin to think about closing this episode out, leads me to think about the apology that Kirk Franklin has released. Again, I'm not going to play the apology. You can go YouTube that or Google that, and you, you should be able to find that with ease. But... The apology was simply, I'm sorry, I use words I shouldn't have, that's not who I am type thing. 
But there was never one mention of him going to his son and saying, I am sorry, will you forgive me? You see, there's a difference in an apology and repentance. Many of us have been caught or been exposed doing something that we shouldn't have done or been doing, and we offer an apology when really what we need to be doing as believers is repenting, is turning from that sin. An apology without repentance is nothing but lip service. An apology that goes along with repentance changes the game. You see, Kirk Franklin seemed, and I'm seemingly, I'm using words that aren't accusing, and I don't want to come across as accusatory, but his apology seemed like it was just to save face. I'm sorry this leaked. I shouldn't have used those words. Forgive me. When really, he should have been going to his son and asking forgiveness from him. And maybe the son, if he is a professing Christian, should welcome that apology, forgive his father, and they need to be working on their relationship biblically with a solid counselor. Now, uh, this is just hearsay. I don't know if this is true, uh, so I don't even think I want to say it, but uh, it has been rumored that their counselor is T.D. Jakes or either the son's counselor is T.D. Jakes, and you have to be careful. Let me just side note here. If you ever need biblical counseling, make sure your counselor that is supposed to be biblical is actually biblical. I will put this out there that T.D. Jakes teaches a lot of heresy, especially when it comes to the Trinity, especially when it comes to his views on certain doctrines. This man is not a biblical counselor, and I'm not sure if he is or not, but it has been said that he is a counselor of, I believe, the son, if not the whole family, either way. Uh, if you ever need biblical counseling, make sure your counselor is actually biblical. But listen, here is the biggest takeaway from this episode. If you have wronged your spouse, your children, your neighbor, your coworker, someone at church, uh, it doesn't matter who you've wronged, if you've done something to, if you've said something you shouldn't have, don't just offer an off-the-wall apology but go to that person, look them square in the eye, and say, I'm sorry I did this. Will you please forgive me? And you know the Bible teaches that if they're a believer too, that they should forgive you immediately. No questions asked, not, not to question your motives, not look for uh, like if you're really sorry or not. But as believers, we should be a forgiving people. So we should seek that forgiveness. And as believers, we should forgive others immediately because that is what Christ has done for us. And we should take these, these scriptures that we've read just here on this episode about what goes into our mouth is goes through our stomach and expelled, but what comes out of our mouth, what comes out of our bodies in the form of an action comes from the heart. And I don't mean the thing that's beating in your chest that's the size of your fist. I mean everything within you, your innermost being of who you are. Whatever comes out of you is who you are on the inside. It's what's going on on the inside. So if you have been straying away from reading your Bible, studying your Bible, if you've been neglecting prayer, if you've been uh, neglecting gathering with the saints on Sundays, if you've been neglecting family worship, if you've been neglecting leading your wife and your kids, then I would say repent and start that immediately. As soon as you get through with this episode, you start immediately. You change things. If you need to seek forgiveness, you seek forgiveness. 
you need to call somebody, do so. If you need to text somebody, do so. If you need to go to somebody's house, do so. If you need to go to your own house, do so. Seek forgiveness. Get in the word. Be obedient to the word. And when you stumble, again, repent and move forward by the grace of God for the glory of God. Because I am so tired. There's no telling how many times that things like this in what we would call celebrity church or celebrity pastors or celebrity singers, celebrity Christians, if it's happening so much now in their lives, how much is it happening on a local level, a local church level? How many people in communities and in churches are falling all across the world as a result of not being obedient to the word of God? So we have to be very careful. Our character matters. It matters to God. It should matter to us. So we should not let anything get to us. We should not seek anything but the glory of God and the exaltation of Christ as we seek to glorify him and build each other up and live in obedience to his word, lest we too fall and be like Kirk Franklin and have an audio released of us yelling at someone in ways that are not biblical or not Christian. Lest we have audio released of us yelling at our own kids in that way that he has. So I say all these things here on this podcast, not to call out the man again, but to help us look deep within who we are. If we profess to be Christians, do we truly possess faith in Christ? And if we do, then we need to live according to the word of God, not in contrary to it, but live in obedience to it as we surrender our lives to it as we lay down who we are who we our wants our needs we we sacrifice those things as we are obedient to him and that obedience will bring forth sanctification and holiness that makes us more like the son jesus and less like the world see when we neglect these things we become more like the world and less like christ it's not what we're called to be as believers so get in the word repent Ask forgiveness for who you need to and get back in the word. Get with the Lord. Get with your families. Lead your families well. Your character in front of people in public matters. Your character in private matters. So, friends, I hope that you are saved. And if not, I pray that you would repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he came, he died the death that you deserved. He took on the full wrath of God. He was buried, and then three days later, he rose again. He's seated now at the right hand of God, and one day he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that Jesus came and he died and he rose again and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, then you'll be saved. Jesus in Mark 1.15 says, repent, confess that sin, ask forgiveness for that sin, and turn from that sin and believe the gospel, the good news that he indeed came to die the death you deserved. He was buried and rose again. The Bible says if you believe that, if you repent and believe that good news, you will be saved. So friends, I pray that you would repent and believe if you are not truly Christians. And if you are, I challenge you, get in the word, get in prayer, and move forward for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the building up of one another. Until next time, folks, thank you for listening. Have a great day, wherever you may be, and God bless.